Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. At the UPS Store, we want to make this summer the summer of shipping. Summer Shipalooza. So you can start crossing items off your must-ship list. Like the vintage film camera your college kid needs for class. Or the vase you told your mom you would send her ages ago. And with our pack and ship guarantee, your items arrive safe or we reimburse you. So stop by your local store today for everything you need to be unstoppable. Visit the upsstore.com slash guarantee for full details. Available at participating locations. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Science Focus podcast from the BBC Science Focus magazine team. We're the UK's best-selling science and technology monthly, available in print and in several digital formats throughout the world. Find out more at sciencefocus.com or look out for us in your app store. Hello and welcome to the Science Focus podcast. I'm Jason Goodger, Commissioning Editor at BBC Science Focus magazine. In this week's episode, I'm talking to Hugo Zeberg a geneticist working at the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm. He's just published a paper that suggests those of us with a certain set of genes inherited from Neanderthals may suffer from more severe effects of COVID-19 if we catch it. Thanks for the time for taking the time to talk to us, Hugo. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. That's great. So first off, I guess the, the first question I would ask is how much of the human genome actually does, has been inherited from Neanderthals. So everyone with roots outside Africa carry roughly 2% of Neanderthal DNA. But if we put put all these pieces together, we find more than half of the Neanderthal genome in modern day humans, in people living today. Uh, But it would differ between some will carry some pieces, some will carry other pieces. So um, is it people from certain areas carry more than others? Indeed. So as I started, uh, people in Africa, they never met Neanderthals. Neanderthals were a group of um, hominids that lived in Europe and Asia uh, before the modern humans entered this part of the world. So it's really people outside Africa. 
Okay. So how, how do we know this, that we, we've inherited Neanderthal DNA? So uh, during the last two decades, uh, people have been working to study this, and the draft genome was published 10 years ago, the draft genome of a Neanderthal. And Svante Pebo and his colleagues at the Max Planck Institute in Leipzig, with whom I'm collaborating and also work with, they managed to extract the whole DNA code from from bones, and then we can, oh, okay. com- can compare it to people living today. So, is that being done just the once, or is that being done several times? So, we have three really good genomes from one Neanderthal living in Croatia and two living that was found in Siberia. Okay, so we can be fairly confident that these were typical Neanderthals with typical Neanderthal DNA. Yes, I mean, we of course have an issue with sampling uh, with with just three genomes. But they look, in general, they look strikingly different. But for this particular gene, what we're discussing today, they actually uh, does not look so so similar. Okay, so how did um, humans come to inherit this Neanderthal DNA? Well, modern humans. So, so when modern humans entered um, Eurasia, they met probably early, and then they then they interbred with Neanderthals and got uh, offsprings together, and that occurred some fifty to sixty thousand years ago. So, do we know if this? Um this interbreeding between the two was a common thing or was it quite rare? Uh, more and more data suggests that uh, there are m- multiple events and, and during the course of, uh, of uh, the evolution of a species, people have interbred everywhere when they met new people. Okay, so it's likely it was a pretty common event. Yes, uh, but since we share so similar amount of 2%, almost everyone except um, people we root in Africa, it probably occurred quite early. So if we're talking 50, 60,000 years ago, that's quite a, quite a long time. There's, there's um, a fair amount of time for, for different genes to evolve or, or to be picked up. Why did these Neanderthal genes persist for so long? Why, why do we still have them? So parts of the genome is missing, and we believe that that is due to some variants were really detrimental uh, early on. But one should say that this is an extra source of genetic variation, and some are probably uh, there because they were beneficial in a way. Uh, so we did a study earlier this year where it was a gene variant from Neanderthals that would actually decrease the risk of miscarriage and bleedings during early pregnancy. So we got probably some good variants and some negative variants. Right. So this isn't the first time that um, specific functions of inherited Neanderthal genes have been identified. No, no. There are, there's a, a handful or a little bit more of, of associations that are kind of very well studied. And there are more that we believe we will find. Let's um, talk a bit more about your specific study now. So um, how how exactly did you go about finding uh, this fact? So there's there's been a large collaborative international effort led from uh, Helsinki, Finland, where where scientists and clinicians have genotyped um, individuals with severe COVID 
people that end up in the hospital or even the ICU or even die from the disease. And I'm a, I've been a small thing, a small part in this consortium. And then I also worked with the Neanderthal genome and I decided to, why don't I have a look? Right. And, okay. and it was really, I fell off my chair. It was really a surprise. Um, so I just had the two data sets at hand at my computer. And when comparing the major, the biggest risk factor, I saw immediately it was a Neanderthal sequence. It was really striking. So um, this, uh, after reading your paper, this is uh, this is involving chromosome three in the, within the human genome. Can, so can you just give for those people who don't know a bit of a background on what chromosomes are and uh, what what their function is, just you know, very briefly. So um, our human human genome consists of twenty three uh, chromosomes, and we got two copies of each. Uh, or if you're um, if you're a male, you have actually have a, have a one X and one Y. And this is molecules. This is a, a chunks of DNA in this in this um, organized in chromosomes. Uh, so all of them contain genes, and some genes are on chromosome three. Okay. So, what specific uh, functions do the genes that you've identified play in in the human body? So this region contains several um, immune receptors, receptors that are involved in the signaling during immune response. So that's very intrig- in- interesting in this, in this case. There are also uh, a gene that forms a complex with the uh, receptor for the virus, which is also of high interest, of course. Okay, so... You mentioned that the risk is bigger in carriers of these um, genes. So how, how big actually is the effect? So initially we saw that it was about 60% increase per copy. You can, as I said, you can have one chromosome from your mother and one from your father. Uh, later study has actually put that increase a little bit higher. So that's almost twice the risk if you carry uh, one genetic variant. And for being a genetic effect, this is quite large. Most genetic variants, they slightly influence things. And this is, for being genetic, quite a large risk factor. Okay, so is it, have we been able to identify um, the prevalence of specific symptoms in the carriers of these genes? So, um, they, this, this genetic variant, and uh, we should say, it's not Neanderthal genes, but Neanderthal gene variants. So there's not new genes from Neanderthals, but rather genetic variants. And we see that carrying this genetic variants is much more common in people that end up in hospital and end up at the ICU. So those that have a bad progression of, of COVID-19. One study also studied and saw that it was an increase in, in need of mechanical ventilation. So we don't believe it has so much to do with susceptibility or the likelihood of actually attracting the virus, but rather how the body respond to it. Do we have any idea as to why this is the case? Uh, so uh, it might be these immunoreceptors. And we know that people that get very sick in COVID-19, they seem to have, perhaps people have heard about this cytokine storm, some overreaction of the immune system. So this might be part of that, so that 
the body responds too aggressively against the virus. So are there any sort of precedents to this sort of um, thing where genes such as these um, have been studied in immune responses to other diseases that might be able to steer us in, in a certain direction with this research in the future? So in terms of Neanderthals, uh, a cluster of, of uh, also in what receptor had been studied before, um, most in, in seems to be a, a good variant. So... Um, it's it's definitely not so surprising to see these kind of key mediators of the immune response um, emerging. Okay, so now that we've we've got this knowledge about these genes, what can we do with it? Is 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 it possible that this could help us find a treatment? Um, is it could it help us identify those that are more at risk, or we could expedite? Um, certain patients' treatment in in thanks to having this knowledge. Yes, indeed. So the fact that this these genetic variants are from Neanderthals is perhaps more of an academic interest. But of course, identifying the genes uh, is important for understanding the disease. And as you point out, it it could be it could be we and many others are trying to understand these genetic variants. And to see which one of the genes in the in this region is important, and some of these receptors are actually what we what we say druggable, so that could point toward future treatment for COVID nineteen, and also as as echoing what you said, uh, risk stratification to identify people at risk might also be very important in in in, in dealing with this disease. Okay, so just one final question then. Um, what are your plans? Do you have any plans for further studies or, or moving this research on in the future? Yes, indeed. So we are studying the legacy of Neanderthal interbreeding in general. And for this particular locus, we and many others are trying to, to look more into detail about the mechanisms at play at this uh, locus, this position in the genome. Okay, brilliant. Well, best of luck with all that in the future. And thank you thanks so much. very much for taking the time to speak to me. Okay, thank you so much. Nice to be in the show. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Science Focus podcast. That was geneticist Hugo Zeberg talking about his research on the carriers of Neanderthal DNA suffering from more severe effects of COVID-19. For more on the coronavirus and all other things science, check out the latest at sciencefocus.com. Thank you for listening to the Science Focus podcast from the BBC Science Focus magazine team. We're the UK's best-selling science and technology monthly, available in print and in several digital formats throughout the world. Find out more at sciencefocus.com or look out for us in your app store.